Hey, how was your week? Good. Well, good morning. Welcome to church. Welcome to all of Hill City Church watching with us online. Thank you very much. And uh, it is a privilege and a joy to be with you this morning. I don't know if you've noticed a bit of a theme in what we've been talking about, have you? My church, I'll build my church. Jesus said, I'll build my church. It's a whole church. It's a strong church. Today I'm going to talk about it's a prophetic church. There's a bit of a theme. We're talking about us, you and I, because we are the church. And you know, the church is growing and the church is expanding every time someone says yes by faith and receives God's gift, his son, who died on the cross for their sin this afternoon. Later this afternoon, I get to do baptism. I get to go out to Albert Dick Park at 4.30 and wade into the cold water and, and, and dunk in full immersion in baptism a believer in Jesus. How's that? How's that? Do you remember your baptism? Yeah, you bet you do. You bet you do. Do you remember last week Sunday what we talked about? Talked about the strong church and we talked about how the early church had these, these marks about it and that it was a church of power and it was a church of the truth and it was a church of character, but there were some certain things that they practiced for that to be manifest and it was, it was like in Revelation, it says, don't lose, don't forget your first love. It's real quiet in here. Don't forget your first love. Say amen if you like what I say. Don't forget your first love. Don't forget that you are a supernatural church. That's what we're talking about, prophetic church today. Don't forget to embrace the Holy Spirit. And please, stop compromising. Don't compromise. Don't drift away from what you believe and what you know. Amen? So we are a supernatural church. And so as I talk about the prophetic church today, don't freak out. Don't get worried. Don't get upset. Um, may trigger some people because you've had some bad experiences. There's, there certainly is some ignorance and there's misunderstandings and abuses around the prophetic and all kinds of unhelpful stereotypes that are thrown around all the time. And some even, of course, reject anything prophetic, saying that it all ended back then. And, but that's not what we believe. We believe it's very alive and well, and the prophetic is a very significant part of the church today and it's in us the prophetic is in us you see your faith your faith sees and hears and speaks we'll talk about that today and why does it why does your faith see why does it hear see and speak because you have faith in an invisible god you know him you know that he spoke to you do you know that the uh the scripture talks about this. I'll read it a little bit later on and give you a reference for it. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but the testimony of Jesus, listen to me, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus lives in you. Therefore, the spirit of prophecy is on the church and it lives in her. Somebody shout amen. This is a good thing. This is the power of God being manifest through the children of God, through the sons and daughters. And it says that in Acts 2, verse 17. It says, I'll pour my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Hey, so we're the prophetic collective. Amen? As we talk about the collective, the church, 
So prophesying involves hearing, seeing, saying what is unknown in the present, revealing the heart of God right now, and foretelling involves saying what is unknown about the future, revealing the very heart of God for tomorrow. So collectively, we are the sons and daughters of God, and the spirit of prophecy is on us. And I'm going to refer to the church today as the bride of Christ. And I'm going to call her the she. 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 The bride of Christ. The prophetic church. She hears. She hears prophetically. She sees prophetically. She speaks prophetically. God has ordained this. Our beginnings and our origins are from the prophet Jesus who was born and sent by God and we are born of of Jesus. We are born of the Spirit. He comes and He resides in us by a Spirit. So we are a prophetic people. Let me read a few verses of Scripture to you. This is Jesus speaking. This verse I'm going to read in Matthew 13, verse 13 to 17. Uh, This is from Isaiah, Isaiah 6. It's repeated again uh, in the book of Acts in the early church in Acts 28. Uh, But I'm going to read it in the Gospels. It's the same words, and it talks about this hearing and speaking, this hearing and seeing and speaking. It says here, it says, this is why I speak to them in parables. Again, Jesus was just talking about the parable of the sower, okay? You can go back and read both ends of it. There's, there's a reason why it's bookend where it is. It says, though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. There's the reference to it. You, listen, this is, this is for us. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become callous. Oh no! Warning. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But it says to us, But blessed are your eyes, because they do see. Your ears, because they do hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you get to see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Father, even today we pray in your presence, and we ask you, Lord God, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to manifest in our hearts and minds today so that we will see you and hear you and speak speak about you as we hear you speak to us in Jesus name amen we serve a powerful god my first point is she hears the prophetic church she hears she hears of course it says in Romans 10:17 it says faith comes by what hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ the prophetic church hears the heart of their father in heaven and is shaped by it Today, sometimes I think we're, we're more concerned about being connected to Wi-Fi than we are about being connected to heaven. And Jesus said, your, your will be done, Lord. He taught us how to pray. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. There's a connection here. Sometimes we care more about the internet. It says in Acts 3, verse 18 to 26, I have lots of great scripture for you today. The Bible imparts to you wisdom and revelation. We all hear different things because the Spirit releases His Word in our hearts as we, as we meditate and as we listen to it, as we receive it as His Word. It says, in spite of what you've done, God has fulfilled what He foretold through the prophets. You'll see prophets prophesying. You'll see all this in this. And I used part of this verse last week. Look what it says. 
uh, long ago uh, about the sufferings of his anointed one, referring to Jesus. Look at this. And now, we read this last week, now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed. Amen. And so that, look at this, times of refreshing, times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. We are a presence people. And refreshing streams from the presence of God. You want to be, you need to be, you have to be because you love him in his presence. And he will send you Jesus. He did send you Jesus if you're here and you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he will send you Jesus, the Messiah, the chosen one for you. For he must remain in heaven until the restoration of all things has taken place, fulfilling everything that God said long ago through his holy prophets. For has not Moses told us, the Lord your God will raise up a prophet from among you who, will, who is like me. Listen to him and follow everything he tells you. He's talking about Jesus. Every person who disobeys that prophet, talks about Jesus, will be cut off and completely destroyed. Verse 24, in fact, every prophet from the time of Samuel onward has prophesied of these very days, the days that you and I live in. And you are heirs of their prophecies, you and I, this is our inheritance, we are heirs of their prophecies and of the covenants God made with your forefathers when he promised Abraham your descendant will bring blessing to all the people on the earth. Now that God raised up his son, he has chosen to send him first to you that he might bless you by turning each one of you from your wickedness. Somebody say, amen. The prophetic church, the prophetic church is shaped by prophets and prophecy and the prophetic spirit. It's shaped continuously. It says in Ephesians 2, verse 17 to 22, I told you I'd read the Bible today. It says, And he came and he preached the good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away and peace to those Jews who were near. For it is through him that we both have a direct way of approach in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. Praise the Lord. We are his family, his body, the children of God. We're not strangers, aliens, outsiders without the rights of citizenship, but we are fellow citizens with the saints, God's people. We are members of God's household. So having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, Jesus the prophet is the chief cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together. Think about that. The prophet Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He is the key of holding and growing this whole this temple to be a sanctuary, dedicated, set apart, sacred to the presence of the Lord, knitting us together. And in him and in fellowship with one another, you also are being built together into dwelling place of God in the Spirit. That was that's then, this is now, and this is progressively now. Do you know that this church is a really cool story? This church is called Hill City Church. Our eldership was talking about this, changing the name and all this kind of stuff and whatever. That's like seven years ago, okay? And I get to remind you today, seven, you know, at a seven-year anniversary mark. How about that? that? That here we are, we've picked a name. Kind of tough to pick a name after many, many, many years. But there's a name, God birth, that was from a scripture, Matthew 5, 14. You're the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And we're deliberating and we're getting everything in place to announce to the church, in comes the prophet, Charlie Sweet. 
And he begins to prophesy us. And he starts reading and declaring uh, um, Matthew 5.14 over us, over Hill City Church. And says, you're the light of the world. You, I don't know, I just see this. You're, you're a light. You're, you're a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And I looked over to the elders and they looked at me and we were like, uh, this is a prophetic moment. At the end of the message, I came up and I, I spoke and I said, guess what? Here's what's going on. We're changing this name. We already decided it. The elders already prayed. God already showed us. It was just confirmed. There's a sign and a wonder. We didn't talk to him. We didn't tell him. He had no idea what the verse was. But the spirit of prophecy was released. And what was released on us was identity. Because there's identity in a name. So that we know that we are the light of the world and we shouldn't be hidden. That we are to proclaim and declare the goodness of God and preach the gospel and go and make disciples of all people. Somebody say amen. This is a fantastic story. Prophets and prophecy develop the, the prophetic culture in a house of God. And so this is a culture of listening. Listen, she hears. This is a culture of listening for his voice. A culture of seeking to hear what God has to say. You'll hear us say that. Seek the Lord. See what he has to say about it. Go and find out. Go and inquire of the Lord God himself. He wants to tell you. He's your father. You're his children. It's a culture of waiting. It's a culture of, of, it's a praying culture. It's a knowing God more intimately culture. It says in Ephesians 1, 17, and I, I made a reference to it. It says, I pray, Paul said, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of wisdom, sorry, and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. So today, guess what? We, ha we have no excuse for not to have wisdom and revelation, a spirit of wisdom and a spirit... You know, do you know, here's what's fascinating today, why we don't actually have any excuse of not having wisdom from God. Because we have His Word. But we have His Word like the people of the earth have never, ever had His Word. Man, just, I'll tell you what, go and Google and say, what Bible verses are there about money? Click on it, it'll open in a Bible pass, and it'll tell you all the Bible verses. Just Google it. Ask a, I'm not saying, you know, there's a lot of crazy things on the internet for sure, and a lot of people's weird interpretations, and there's some things that can be twisted. Listen, there are more Bible programs that are free out there for you to study the Bible, and they're right at the touch of a finger. Blue Letter Bible, Gateway Bible, uh, Now Version. Oh, not to mention if you like reading the paperback. We don't have any excuse for not having wisdom and revelation. It's all written for us. All we need to do is begin to study it and read it and digest it and take it in. And so you hear terms like this. Revelation, inspiration. It, re it re literally is referring to the prophetic transport of the Holy Spirit lifting us to divine realities. Amen? So, so the New Testament church, the prophetic church, she hears. She hears. You began by hearing. You came to faith by hearing the Word of God, the Gospel. And you were saved by it. You began by hearing. You need to continue by hearing as the prophetic church. You know, our grandchildren live about a block away in a cul-de-sac around the corner from us. And I get excited uh, because I can hear their voices from afar. I do. Is that the grandkids? Yeah, you bet it's right. And I go, but I don't know what they're saying. So you know what I do because I love them? 
I go to the cul-de-sac. I, I don't try and understand them from afar, and we shouldn't try and understand God from, a, from afar. We need to come close to God. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. I want to be close so I understand Him just like I want to understand, I want fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I come close. I deliberately press in, and so do you. And so the prophetic church pursues encounters with God. That's what we do. We go after God because we want to hear Him. And our hunger is even shown by, by this, this, this passionate worship of God. That's an that's a earmark. That is a, a, a point of, of even passion and hunger to hear God because He sits in the praises of His people. It's a special place. When we get alone and we begin to worship and we praise God, I want to hear Him. I want to understand Him. You see, God loves to interact with you, His kids. God loved Abraham and called him His friend. It's the same God that wrestled in the dirt with Jacob, and it's the same God that had children come on His knee and He held him. Jesus, that was. Okay? So a prophetic church also promotes a deeper, deeper, deeper inner life. And one of the dangers of Christianity is if that you know, if somehow if we make it about something other than Jesus Christ, then we have to ask the question, what are we actually abiding in? We need to be abiding in Christ. So guess what? That's why here at Hill City Church, we are passionate about authentic spiritual communion with God. To pursue a healthy inner life, living with God. That's why we emphasize things like identity and inner healing and, and, and deliverance and spiritual disciplines in your life and collective fellowship and getting together in small group and growing and studying the Bible. Get it inside. You see, without this focus, what happens to the church runs the risk of becoming a place where all the externals are more important. All, all the other things and how it looks and, and, and what we're doing. And we can be so busy with activity that, that we literally despise any idea of needing to deal with attitude on the inside. And then we become a place that's just focused on things like moralism and intellectualism, talk, 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 and, and activism without any real authentic spirituality. God is calling us to hear Him. Why do people buy hearing aids? Because they want to understand what's being said we need to put in our spiritual hearing aids and press into God. The Bible says, let him who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. If we don't hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in our day, we are going to miss it, church. And that's just not me. That's you too. That's all of us collectively. Point number two is she sees. The prophetic church sees. You see, for we live by faith and not by sight. We live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. You can... You can go in your backyard and you can take a telescope and you can see into the depths of the heavens from the safety of your backyard. However, God, our God, He desires to have a face-to-face -face with you. You can be in awe with the heavens and the stars and all that He created and go, oh. but he, all He desires is that His kids, Dad, I, I want to be with you. I, 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 I see you. Clearly, I don't have to look from afar. And he desires to anoint our eyes to see what he sees. This prophetic church embraces all the gifts of the Holy Spirit because he sees those being released in the body. But we see, we have to have focus and we have to have desire. That's what those gifts, those supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, those nine that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12, talk about. It says to each one, a manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. 
It's for the common good. And, and, and these are all have this supernatural spiritual component that's connected to them for all kinds of purposes of edification and for evangelism, leading people to Christ, the miraculous showing forth God. He, he wants to show himself, but if we don't see him and he doesn't, we don't allow him to anoint our eyes to see, we won't be desiring and we won't focusing on the things that God desires, but he wants to release these kinds of supernatural gifts. There's nine of them. And they're all prophetically inspired and it's this wonderful combination of God and man working together. And, and even though they're all supernatural, don't forget that everything else counts too, like hospitality and works of service and admin. All those things count for sure, but because the gifts of God, they show. They showcase the heart of heaven. They show God. So we need to look into the depths of the Word of God and cry to God, Father, I desire to operate in the gift of healing. I desire to have the Word of knowledge. I desire to have the Word of wisdom. Lord, I desire to be used of you. God, here I am. It says, eagerly desire to prophesy. It says that. So he says, blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears when they hear. Amen? Let me close with this. She speaks. That means that the church has something to say. She speaks what she hears from God, and she speaks what she sees from God. That's what we're called to do. It says in, in 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says, Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe, and therefore we speak. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to take your seat in the city gates. Some of you aren't going to be running in politics. I understand that. But every person has a voice, has the power of prayer. Every person can go into the gates of the city, the gates of the nation, the gates in this world, and prevail. But it's in the gates. And it's the people who are praying. It's the people of prophetic anointing of the Holy Spirit who begin to speak. You know, in 1 John 2.20 it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, Holy One, and all of you know the truth. What's going to happen? when persecutions come and you're put on trial or... Well, listen, God wants you actually to speak the declaration of truth and wisdom, the manifold wisdom of God in the middle of culture because you are the prophetic church. So what happens if you're on trial? What happens if there's order that needs to be brought in chaos? What happens? Well, he says in Matthew 10, 19, when they arrest you, don't worry about what you're going to say. Uh, how are you going to say it? At that time, you'll be given what to say. In other words, the Holy Spirit equips us to speak forth by divine revelation, the mind and counsel of God into all situations, declaring what cannot be known by natural means. I want to encourage you that the uh, prophetic church is a praying church. Because when we begin to pray, what happens is the Holy Spirit begins to impart and when we come together, there's a transaction and the Spirit begins to happen. We don't know how to pray, but as Romans 8 says, the Spirit helps us. And we begin to pray with groans that words can't express. He helps us in our weakness. I want to encourage you, even get your phones out now if you like, if you remember this. We have began a week, starting today, a prayer for the city of Abbotsford and covering the streets of Abbotsford. Just go to, you want to register and say, I'm praying for my street. Or I'm praying for the street over there. I'm praying for this street. I'm going to go walk it. All you do is go register so they know. You know what? There's like, I forget how many, 
hundreds of streets already covered. Let's cover our streets. Just go to prayforabbotsford.com, register and say, I'm going to pray for my street. And if you can't walk, don't walk it. Pray from your house. It counts. Okay? It's that intercession. Prophetic prayer line with the very heart of God to the world that's around us. And God will reveal His will to us. She's to speak. You're to speak. You're to, to declare the wondrous works of God who brought you out of darkness and into His glorious light. The testimony of Jesus is spirit of prophecy. I befriended a, a fellow in our neighborhood and he asked me a question and began to share my testimony with him and as I shared my testimony with him, of course, what it did it was expose that God spoke this to me. God spoke this to my dad. God used that in my life to have me come to Jesus. Guys in tears. It's inspirational. It's revelatory. God uses it to bring people to himself. Your testimony? Share it. Share it. It's the spirit of prophecy. It's alive in you. It's to be shared. We need to expect the Holy Spirit to bring us way beyond human limits. Supernatural church, prophetic church, now's your hour. Now's the time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We tune our ear to hear what you want me to hear today. I focus my eyes to see what you want me to see around me today in my community, in my family, in this, in this nation, and in this world. God, I give you my voice, and I thank you, God, that you want to use it to change not only the atmosphere, but the culture that lives around me and to lead people to you. Father, in that, I ask you for help. You'd strengthen me to hear, to see, and to speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless your people. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We would love to hear how you have been impacted by this message. You can contact us at info at hillcity.ca or simply find us on Facebook and Instagram.